Okay, with Andrew English, Gone with the Wing is the short film. It's a documentary played at the Action Adventure Film Festival. I'm just going to give uh, give people your director statement. You say that you're a pirate. You travel the world's most dangerous, beautiful, and scary places and bring back the loot. And so we're not scouring the world for interesting stories. I want to work to improve awareness around mental health. So what do you mean by that you're a pirate? So when we started our business, we're trying to find a positioning statement. And, you know, lots of people kind of use the throwaway stuff like, you know, we like to create stories and all this stuff. And I was watching a Werner Herzog documentary or it was a masterclass. And it is like this Austrian filmmaker who I love his work. He does these really dry, amazing documentaries on the on wildlife and, and he does feature films. And during it, he said his process about filmmaking, he said, we're pirates. He goes, we travel to the world's most beautiful, dangerous and spectacular locations and bring back the loot, film, photos and stories. And I said, that is our positioning. Who doesn't want to be a pirate, right? Oh, so you stole his, you stole his line then? I stole his, I mean, as a pirate, you've got to steal <laughs> it. So I thought, I thought for us, we had all these kind of really cheesy things. I thought that is something that really, you know, embodies it. And now we, you know, we really try and carry that as a filmmaking mantra so that's where we stole it from anyway so the loot is is your is the is the footage you're like you're taking, well, that's it you're, you're grabbing the footage and you're bringing it back and you're assembling it and telling a story with it i guess right yeah and i love the analogy because you know as filmmakers we go out and we capture stuff and quite often you sneak or you sneak you try and get what you can and i love that idea of gathering this this you know you're gathering and assembling this loot which was always the, the film and photos for us so we try and live by that mantra, um, all the good aspects of pirating anyway. Okay, so Gone with the Wing, you're in the you're the main subject in the film as well, but you're also co-directing it. You are yep. travel you're attempting the to, to cross the treacherous uh Bass Street straight on a wing foil. So people don't know what's a wing foil. So wing foil is basically a hydrofoil. Um it's imagine a surfboard, it's about six feet long with a hydrofoil below it so imagine an aircraft wing underneath this board so when when you pick up speed it elevates and raises the board out of the water so and that's powered by a wing which you hang on to like a little kite that i hang on to so it's kind of at a cross between windsurfing kite surfing and um, surfing and it was actually popularized by laird hamilton who's an incredible waterman renowned for riding the biggest waves on the planet and he was doing it 20 years ago but everyone thought he was a nutcase so only around two years ago, it became a commercial sport where you could go and buy the bits. And that's when I came across it during um, a lockdown when I was stuck in Melbourne. You know, we were mm-hmm. at where we needed, we, we needed something to do and I needed something to get me out of my depression and state of despair. So you were feeling depressed like uh, during COVID? Like, was it like isolation, loneliness? That kind of oh, look, it was all of those things. And I'm sure the whole world over, but. Melbourne was one of the, at one stage was the most locked down city in the world. We were really tough. And that meant you couldn't leave the house. There was curfews. Um, and this, we're talking five months. This is like five months of lockdown. You couldn't, yeah. we couldn't work as filmmakers. So again, not unique in the world. Everyone was suffering, but you know, personally, I um, just found it, you just really found it hard to, you couldn't create, you wasn't sure who, like my whole purpose is, being creative and doing stuff you take that away from you and suddenly you go who are you as a person um how do you keep yourself motivated and 
I was certainly struggling and so was looking to find something to get me out of that, you know, out of that state. So you never, never did the wing foil before. This is that you learned how to do it for this film. That's it. Yeah. So I'd only been doing it a year when I, I just over a year when I did the adventure um, and I'd never done it beforehand. So it was all new, but um, luckily because of the lockdown, we could travel within five kilometers. So I live near the beach which meant I could go down to the beach, which is three kilometres, yeah. spend an hour and then come back. So I did that every day. And it's a thing that kept me sane and got me out of my mental, you know, funk. So it's a really nicely structured uh, short film. It's like dispersed with your interviews, kind of talking about your journey, uh, mental health, and then you're showing yeah. amazing footage on of the of the strait or the ocean. Yes. What you're doing. And then Thank you. kind of like like interspersed with your journey. So the big question is, is that while you're doing this in the ocean, someone is filming you, right? Like so who like so how how is that process to film you do this? Like you're you're in this treacherous waters, but someone who's filming you is also in the treacherous waters too, correct? Yeah. So look, luckily we had, I mean we our business is film production, so we are a small company and we have, I have an adventure DOP who is a mate of mine that I, I convinced to do this amazing trip. It was pretty good for him as well because he gets to travel <laughs> and do this amazing adventure with us. So, you know, to be fair, it was a pretty good gig for him. Um, but it was very simple. We had one person and he was filming and we had doing sound, filming and co-directing with me and then I had a photographer and so that was it, plus the boat captain. When we were doing the actual journey, we did have a support boat. So it wasn't like he was having to come along on the board. He was on the boat. But in reality, being on the boat was much harder than being on the wing foil because the boat was getting absolutely thrown around. Like it was trying to film on it was much harder because when I'm on the foil, I'm very, you saw the footage, you're very stable. It's very kind of meditative and calm. You're constantly making balances, but you're not feeling the water. On the boat, the thing's heaving up and down. The guys are trying to manage seasickness, huge swells. So I reckon they had it much worse than I did. Yeah. Um, and they were also, the hardest thing was they were also trying to keep me in there, keep sight of me because there was times when I couldn't, they couldn't see me. I was just this tiny speck. So they were also spotting me and trying to point out to the captain where I was the whole time. Because, you know, we're in the middle of Bass Strait and if they lost sight of me, I had, it would be really hard for the boat to reconnect with me. So they sort of had this dual purpose, support crew, film, moral support. That's the, the works. So they're a, good, they're a good team, a good small team. So when did you do the interview? Did you do it? You did it, I'm assuming you did it after the journey? Yeah, we did. So again, it was, it was really weird because I don't normally feature on anything. Like I'm behind the lens filming subjects yeah. so to put the lens on myself is really uncomfortable at the start um and the dop hamish did a great job where at the end we did a few master interviews where he said let's just sit down and for like three hours grab a beer yeah. and just really try and get to the heart of some of these issues and it was funny because at the start you start talking in a way that you think the audience wants to hear almost like a scripted version of yourself yeah like, you know, I'll talk. It's almost like you. I, was, I sort of had this script in my head and we looked at it and it was absolute rubbish. It was like, it sounded like I was presenting an in, like an ad almost. So we just scrapped all that. We started again. He said, let's just talk to the essence. So you throw words out there and just talk about, you'd say, just talk about pain or just talk about, you know, like insecurity. 
And while they seemed quite random, what it did was take me down a different tangent. And with credit to him, he got me in a space where I felt comfortable and vulnerable enough to discuss, you know, I didn't give him the filtered version. I thought I may as well just let it all flow. And I'm really glad he did because it made it more interesting and relevant to people. And everyone I know is suffering some sort of issues post-COVID, you know, and (laughs) post-lockdown, just whether you're creative or not. Everyone's had their own stuff to deal with. Yeah, everybody can relate to what you're feeling, but most people can't relate to the craziness of your journey, yeah. I guess, right? Of like <laughs> that's right. How you dealt with your with dealt with your issue. Yeah, most people took up bread making, you know, or, or learned how to how to sew. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It, to... And so it's Hamish who did the photography. It's, it's there's some amazing footage in it. Like he must have gone, he must have gone up like a pie somewhere in certain places and grabbed some establishing shots as well i guess right he did and we did shoot before like we shot for about two months in the like at certain points beforehand and also for about a month afterwards just to do some pickup shots some of the driving shots so we had a few cracks to kind of get the b-roll um also once we had the interview footage but most of it was on the trip i'd say 90 percent of the footage was on the actual journey itself but only only one camera so it was we, you know, we didn't have multiple cameras rolling. Yeah. We didn't have multiple crews. It was just him. So he did an amazing job, I thought. It was just three of you, correct? There's... Just myself, the photographer, the videographer, and the captain, who okay. was the captain of the support boat. And that was he was just safety and, you know, driving the support <clears throat> boat. And what was the beer that you guys drank at the end of the movie? So it was actually we, one of our – we were supported because I wasn't drinking. I don't normally don't drink. So it's a brand called Heaps Normal, which is an Aussie <laughs> brand. So it's non-alcoholic. At the end, though, there was a bit of Jack Daniels and maybe some heavy liquor going on as well. So while most of it was non-alcoholic, at the end, there was definitely a bit of uh, the captain's, you know, prize whiskey being pulled out. Yeah. And is that your, that's your wife and kids at the end of the movie? It is, yeah. Yeah, they, had to, they, got, they got a little minute in there or a second. So what did your wife think about this, this journey that you're taking? Did she think you're crazy? At the start, she thought I was. You know, you sort of put these things out and quite often people don't do them. Um, and so I thought she thought I wouldn't do it. She thought, you know, it's another harebrained scheme. And I just kept going and training and I said, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm really going to give it a go. And she still didn't really believe it. She was definitely scared, um, you know, because there are some pretty big creatures in Bass Strait and it's known for its sea life, fairly, you know, fairly savage sea life. Um but I think it was probably she she adjusted to it. Once we got into the spirit of it and we got moving, then she got swept up in the adventure. So she was pretty good about it. Was it's there any support, moment where like you you were like worried about your safety, your life? Like was there any like scary moments in, in the journey? Yeah, that's that first day, there wasn't any wind, and I like I was really struggling because without wind, you can't get going. And you basically it's like trying to ride a bike in quicksand at two kilometres an hour. That's the analogy I can use because the board won't get going. You're sinking. Everything's clumsy. Everything feels so awkward. And I was in this state where there was no wind. This huge rain squall came through and I couldn't see the boat. Like this is within 15 minutes. The boat was gone, so I can't see it. And they're a kilometre away. And I'm like, I can't see the boat. They definitely can't see me. And then I was drifted into this huge bait ball of massive birds. And I knew where there's a bait ball, there's generally sharks. So I'm sitting there, legs dangling in the middle of Bass Strait. I can't see the boat. And I'm thinking, I can't believe it. I've been 10 minutes into it. I'm dead. I'm going to die or float to New Zealand. <laughs> so, 
it was it was like but you know all these all the worst fears came in and then i just took a few breaths i tried to slow my slow my heart down and just go let's just chill out <laughs> everything's okay we've got safety i've got a radio um and i pulled myself back you know back to calm myself down but it was that point where i realized the enormity of what i was doing and thought potentially it's a stupid thing <laughs> before i've even started really and you did your and you your guys were um wow you're trying to uh, raise ten thousand dollars for mental health you did you did you That's did right. accomplish the goal what sorry i missed that matthew uh, you, you did accomplish the goal you're 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 for the film it's on your website it says that yeah the aim was the way it raised ten thousand dollars and you did yeah it was it was accomplished it was yeah we raised about eleven thousand in the end so um again amazing i didn't i thought if i raise a thousand you know who's going to care but Luckily, um, it did, and their, the organisation was, was amazing because they deal with mental health through surf therapy. So it's very appropriate to what I was doing. It's amazing. And so what's then the question is, what's the next journey for you to raise more money? Well, it's really, it's a good question because we, we didn't think, I didn't think anyone would be interested in it. We thought we'd do a film, a few mates would watch it. I didn't realise I'd be talking to you or other people of this calibre ever you know we didn't have any apprehension so to be traveling the world we're in, we're in festivals all over the world now so which has been a real shock but also what i've, what I've realized is as a 16 minute film this is a good test case we want to go bigger and do bigger films you know do a series that will show on a streaming service yeah. and use the kind of same formula where we want to talk about stuff which relates to everyone but also features an extreme event in it so i think for me, I'm 55. I'm fascinated with old buggers doing stuff. And I think, you know, you look at people like Laird Hamilton's turning 60, Kelly Slater just won Pipeline at 50. People are just gunning it, like, at all ages. So I'm really fascinated with this eternal life Peter Pan aspect. So I think the next films we're making are focusing on individuals based around that and then draw attention to mental health using this little film as a test case for that. You know, so how, how can we raise awareness... Yeah. without being preachy but also doing it through interesting adventures and as i'm sure you guys know there's just an endless appetite for content at the moment so yeah <laughs> but what you did is that is it's like obviously it's like it's like physical endurance right but there's like a mental yeah. and emotional and, a, and a, also an intellectual endurance like so it's like you're using all of yourself to complete this journey so it nothing it, it must have improved your your headspace your mindset after you accomplished this goal oh seriously I was, the whole thing changed my I, it got me out of my funk and i think as part of my mental health balance which is fine now i need to have that as part of it's like my medicine you know it's one part of it so it's mm -hmm. not saying that's all i need to do but last few days in melbourne we're having this massive weather event and it's this storm of the century coming through so I'm looking out the window, it's raining. I, I want to get out. And because I can't get out, I'm getting anxious. I'm starting to, like, I need to I need to get out there or I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. So I'm just watching it. We're about to have massive flooding. It's going to be like Armageddon. You know? Are you guys going to be okay? So, it's like a hurricane or something? or It's just floods in the east coast of Australia with these incredible floods, like once in a hundred year floods that kick through. So they're about to kick in today. Um, and I'm thinking, do I go out wing foiling and get stuck in the storm? So... You don't want to be one of those nutcases on TV, you know, the guy that gets stuck on the news as the 
Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not only is it like a great story, but it's a really well put together film. And then uh, Hamish, you were saying like uh, Patterson, yeah. really yeah. good photographer. He really nailed it in yep. uh, the emotion of your film. What did you Thank guys you. think about the North American audience uh, response video that we sent you? Man, it was so amazing. Um, a, because I didn't expect that. I was It was totally unexpected that you guys would go to that level. But to see people that have no idea what wing foiling is in a different part of the world was just so humbling. And also, like, you just did, it's just, it was just so, we, I showed all the team, we were just, we were blown away, you know, because they're like, what the hell is wing foiling? Where's best rate? So yeah. the fact that they were interested I was proud because they could understand the journey. You know, if you, everyone in Australia knows Bass Strait. Okay. But for a Canadian or for an American, you wouldn't have a clue, most people, unless you're into sailing. So in Australia, it's notorious. It's like, I don't know, what what's the equivalent for you guys? Maybe the Rockies or what's like a notorious strip? Maybe. Appalachian uh, Trail. Uh, Appalachian Trail. Yeah. yeah like the, it's like it's like saying you run the Appalachian Trail with one leg or something or the, you know, up up through there. But. So anyway, so I think to see the response, yeah, yeah. So to see that response was incredible, and see the insightful, thoughtful, um, you know, feedback was was absolutely incredible. We loved it. So thank you. Yeah, no, it's a great film. So, is it you guys having? You guys do have like legitimate plans to make more films, make more content. Oh, I want to do more, absolutely. And we're already, I, I want to do, I'm doing some other world first plans myself, as in another version of that, because there's lots of work, everything's a world first. So I want to go bigger next time, as in do a, either a feature film or at least a series of four, but also do content around this space, because that, that was the longest thing we've ever produced. We normally do sort of maybe two minute stories, five minute stories, branded content type stuff, or advertising, which is 30 seconds, 15 seconds. So this was the longest thing we've ever produced that people watched, and it was the first one to get me attention, as in, um, you know, have some awards and some festivals. So the next, I'm already planning the next journey is I want to build on it and keep going because it's so much fun, such a good creative, you know, creative and physical project. Yeah, I want to come. I want to come to, want to, come to Canada for sure. I need to find a little some interesting crossing there or some interesting journey. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, it's really like um, it's just so interesting the way you guys put this film together, and like even your website is really strong, and your social Thank media you. like it's a really nicely professional job all around. Even when you go to your website, there's like so much information. Like it's like film within the film. It's like you guys really. That's why I want to see what you do next because it's like obviously you, there's like a lot of professionalism and some like a lot of talented people in, in your little group there. So I think you guys got potential to make some great stories. Oh, thank, thank you so much. Yeah. The guy, the guys were amazing. And then keeping it small as well. Like, you know, to have four people, three people as the whole team was, I was, I was really pleased because you didn't, you don't need 50 people to make a film. And, you know, we did a, we did a um, Sony festival a few weeks ago and there was a lot of students and I was talking to them and they were like, you don't need to have a hundred people to make a great oh. film anymore. You know, you don't, you can do it yourself, grab a few mates, get a small camera. We shot the whole thing on Sony FX3, which is their little cine camera. Um, and it won an award for best cinematography, Sony for Sony. So that was, you know, that's a $5,000 camera. It was, yeah. anyone can use it. So I think um, I love that aspect as well, because anyone can pick it up, just find a good story and 
I will first. Well, keep at it. And, uh, and uh, I Thanks, really Matt. appreciate your time. And uh, let's talk when you make your next film. Mate, absolutely. It's such a pleasure. And I will definitely keep you in the loop and just keep you posted. Um, and if, if you're on our social media and stuff, we'll definitely be doing more stuff. Um in the future. So thanks again for your time and your interest. It's really, really appreciated. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six.